Well, hello everyone. Hope that you are doing well. It is good to be with you again. Happy Sunday and happy Memorial Day to all of you out there. I uh, wanted just to take some time and acknowledge and thank all of you who have served in the military. Um, also, I just wanted to also, you know, acknowledge those of you who have been serving on the front lines during this pandemic as well. So many uh, people out there have been in some way or another uh, risking for the rest of us, all you doctors and nurses and um, those who work in the grocery stores and uh, mail carriers. So many of you have uh, done so much for the rest of us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, happy Memorial Day to everyone. This week, I... Well, hello everyone. Happy Sunday. I hope that you are doing well. And um, specifically, happy Memorial Day weekend. And I wanted to take some time and uh, just acknowledge and thank all of you who have served in the military, uh, taking this time to, mem to uh, remember all those who have sacrificed for us. And, you know, during this time of the pandemic, you know, that we have been going through this shelter in place, there's been so many who have been risking their lives for the rest of us. So we really want to just say thank you to all of you uh, in the medical field, uh, those of you who um, work in grocery stores, uh, mail carriers, um, all of you who have been out there on the front lines serving for us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, without you, uh, the rest of us would be in trouble. So, so appreciative of you. And um, so happy Memorial Day weekend to you all. This weekend, I wanted to kick off a new series, and I wanted to address the times that we are in and navigating these times. Now, uh, this series, notice, is called Navigating These Times. It is not called How to Navigate These Times, because I don't think that what I have is a, an exhaustive, complete idea of how to do this, but I really believe that the Lord has something to say to us as we're really getting ready to navigate some very interesting, confusing, and uh, rocky times. And, you know, these last couple of months have been uh, rather interesting. It's been this uh, shelter-in-place, very um, uh, different, but a lot of us have just been told to just stay home. Um, some of us just spending time with whoever that we're with, whether it be our family or roommates. Um, you know, some of us reading books or watching TV or just doing things um, around our homes. Um, but now that we're stepping into a time where the shelter in place is just beginning to lift, um, we're, we're kind of in, in going to be in a, a situation or a season that has many different implications, different things than just uh, shelter in place because of this pandemic. And I guess what I mean by that is, uh, you know, still we're not out of the woods yet when it comes to uh, COVID-19. Uh, we still don't have... Um, a, um, uh, a cure for it, for it yet. Um, there, there's no vaccine uh, is the word I was looking for. Uh, we are also um, heading into or having some economic issues with the rise of unemployment rates. Um, we are also in a very political 
uh, dicey time as well, it being a um, election year. So things have already been difficult and things are, are, are just going to be, the volume is going to be turned up here. Um, as well as there is just a lot of tension uh, in our communities, in our culture, uh, in our world right now. So we're getting, we're going into the season, and I really believe that God has something for us. You know, the other day I was watching a, a movie, and uh, I really love watching uh, World War II movies. And this specific one I watched was about this submarine. And um, what was happening is the submarine was, you know, being you know chased by some battleships. And what was happening was this uh, battleship was coming over the top. Of this submarine and uh, what happened was this submarine and in order to get away from the the battleship it couldn't outrun it or outrace it but what it had to do was it had to kind of go as low as it possibly could while this battleship was dropping these kind of like they called depth charges and it would drop these sort of depth charges kind of like these bombs that was trying to to hit this submarine well, what the submarine had to do is it had to go as low as it possibly could and it went kind of lower than it's really supposed to at such a deep level to where those depth charges couldn't get to it. And it got so low, but it, it would, uh, because of the, the pressure of the ocean, it started to cause uh, this, you know, problems with this, this submarine. And so with the pressure being so intense, you know, some of the crew on board were starting to, to struggle, starting to faint a little bit. You know, there were different, uh, you know, bolts from the submarine were starting to come off. And, you know, eventually they realized they couldn't stay down there much longer. Um, so they kind of had to sort of not fully reemerge, but come up a little bit. So they kind of found themselves in this place where they're just uh, uh, above that, you know, kind of danger point when it comes to the depth. And they're also at this point where the depth charges were still kind of coming after them. And um, so, you know, I kind of looked at this, and I hope this isn't too scary of a, a picture for you, but it helped me to realize that what we've kind of come through is sort of like emerging to a point, submerging ourselves to a point, but that we couldn't stay there very long. And we've had to really come out, uh, and now we have uh, quite the messy middle, as, as I would like to to call it, you know, we have, like I said, we have COVID-19, we have some economic implications, uh, lots of small businesses that um, have been shutting down, uh, political landscape is very uh, tumultuous, a lot of tension going on, and so we are in um, very difficult times, we're very in very um, uh, scary times for some of us, confusing times, but I believe that the Lord would want to say to us today that this isn't the first time that he has guided people through something challenging. This isn't the first time that he has taken people through some uh, very rocky and confusing times. You know, this is what uh, God does. He brings us through difficult times and he promises uh, a promised land. Or he promises another side to this. And so I wanted to talk about for um, the next little while, next few weeks or so, about what the Lord would say to us in regards to navigating these times because he has something for us. We don't need to kind of just be, uh, kind of put our hands up in the air. We don't need to um, just sort of give up. We can look to the Lord and we can trust into him. We can trust him and, and his guidance for what he has. So God has definitely pulled people through some difficult things. And so we can trust him 
for what he has for us. And so over the next few weeks, I want to talk about how we need to sort through some of the stories that we're going to be hearing. Uh, we're going to be hearing some tough ones, some some sad ones, both financially as well as health issues. So we need to, to learn how to sort through some of those. But we also need to prepare ourselves to make some discerning decisions. Because despite the fact that things are unclear, despite the fact that things are a little bit scary, we still have some decisions to make personally, uh, corporately, or as a church, um, for your family. And so how do you make uh, these decisions? How do you make um, these important decisions when things are just a little bit confusing and and unclear? And the answer to that is this, is that you want to make decisions with discernment. Do you know that word, discernment? It's kind of a word that's sort of been on the rebound over the last, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so. But what discernment is, is actually being able to comprehend what is obscure, or it also means another way of de- defining it is learning how to perceive something that is a bit of a mystery. You know, we have to see uh, the reality that things aren't very clear right now. Things aren't very apparent. So we have to learn how to have eyes or have eyes that are adjusted in such a way that we can see through the fog, see through the mists, or in a way like a sort of see in the dark. And that's really what discernment is taking something that's very fuzzy, unclear, not apparent, and being able to have eyes to see so that we can make good, healthy decisions. So there's some ways that we can do that. God has actually uh, given us or wants to give us discernment or wants to increase our our ability to have discernment, that, that maturity. And so he gives us a few things, a few foundational points that help us to have discernment so that we can make wise decisions in a very confusing time. So the first thing is this. We have to learn how to follow God's leading. Yeah, we have to learn how to follow God's leading. You know, God gives us discernment. And uh, when it is matured, it's a skill that we can use to not only lead our own lives, but lead the lives or help to lead lives of people around us. You see, when we're in the dark... And we've never been somewhere before where the temptation is to panic a little bit. We don't know where we're going. I can't see. But that's not what the Lord has us do. He wants us to learn how to follow his leading so that we don't get scared in the dark. It's kind of like this. I've uh, taken my kids on some road trips uh, several times. I have three kids and um, we've uh, traveled all the way up to Saskatchewan uh, in Canada and it was a 30-hour road trip each way. And uh, the kids were kind of in a way, kind of in the dark. They didn't know uh, where we were at, how long it was going to get there. And can you imagine what they asked us? They really asked us two things kind of over and over again. When are we going to get there? And what's it going to be like when we do? You know, this is kind of like the questions that we're asking right now, Right. What is it going to look like when we're going to get there? And when are we going to get there? We're just trying to, we're trying to understand. We're trying to comprehend. But, but when you're in that situation in the dark, sometimes, you know, God doesn't necessarily give us the whole picture right away. And so we have to sort of learn to listen to him or learn to follow him in a step-by-step manner or kind of a moment-to-moment uh, uh, manner, understanding that he gives us directions, sort of 
you know, one point or one step at a time. Why do I feel like this is important? Well, I just uh, have been uh, on Marco Polo, if you're familiar with that, that app. It's a really cool app where you can do some video messages. But talking with my friend, uh, Andrew, and uh, Andrew was with our church for a few months and a good friend of mine, and he moved to China right as, the, as China was beginning to shut down. And so he just, just got in there right before they canceled all the flights and things like that. And so there have kind of been a couple of months ahead of us when it has come to, you know, the shutdown and so on and so forth. And, um, you know, they've been kind of sort of opened up maybe a month or two months ahead of us. And so I was asking him, hey, how are things going over there? Just trying to get an idea uh, of what to expect. And he said, well, kind of now, you know, things are, are opening back up. But it's, it's really interesting because, you know, things will kind of change day to day. You know, some days will, you know, school will be open and the next day schools will be closed. You know, we'll work off these, you know, a few weeks at a time where we'll have a certain set of restrictions. And then after those few weeks, they'll, you know, change the restrictions. They can either go tighten, they can tighten them down or open them back up. And so for him, he said, it's been a little bit frustrating and hard to plan because they just kind of don't know how things are going to be. It's kind of volatile. Let's kind of the situation that we might be going into as well, that we might be going into a situation where things might change week to week. We may have school one week, may not have school the next, might have in-person work one week, may have to work from home the next. Same with church, might have church one week, we may have next. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but uh, that could be what we're uh, going to be seeing. Now you might think, well, how can you live like that? That's like impossible to, to live with such an unclear future. But I wanted to share uh, about a group of people uh, called the Hebrews. And I had mentioned at the beginning of this story, that, uh, or the beginning of this message, that God has taken people through difficult times before. We're not the first group of people. He's been doing this for centuries. There's a group of people, the Hebrews, that were um, actually in slavery to the, uh, the Egyptians. And uh, uh, God came and said, I, I, I want my people to be free. I want my people to be released. And it was like the biggest prison break of all time. A million people escaped from uh, the, the hands of Egypt and the hands of Pharaoh. And they crossed the Red Sea. And they ended up in the desert. And uh, they spent 40 years in the desert. And uh, they said wandering in the desert. And I guess growing and developing as people. Um, but they're in the desert. And the way that they were led, they didn't have a map. Uh, they didn't have a, a course that was already laid out for them. They didn't have uh, roads that were already laid out. But instead, they were led, check this out, um, by fire by night and a cloud by day. God provided fire at nighttime and a cloud during the daytime. Let me read this for you. It comes out of Exodus 13, 21. By day, the Lord went ahead of them and in a, uh, in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. You know, the Hebrews were being given guidance from God, kind of on a step-by-step -step basis. At night, uh, if the, the fire moved, well, it didn't matter if they were sleeping. It was time for them to get up and move. During the day, if the cloud moved left, they moved left. 
And that's how the Lord guided them as they were in the desert for 40 years, kind of in a step-by-step process. It wasn't very linear. It wasn't the quickest way uh, to get to the promised land or to what would be Israel. The Lord was leading them sort of almost moment to moment, kind of in a way similar to uh, how China has been sort of trying to... um, figure out their, uh, the, the, the season that, that they're in. And, and perhaps this is the season that we might be experiencing as well. A lot of just uh, changes, a lot of variables that are happening. So God does some, can guide us in that way. God does sometimes lead us uh, sometimes uh, kind of step by step. And we need to be okay with that. But also what's good about this is that the cloud um, by day and the fire by night was not only for guidance, but it was also for safety and for protection. You know, it was hot. It was in the middle of the desert. And that cloud provided some protection from the heat. And then also at nighttime, that uh, fire was like it was light. It's basically it helped them to see what was around them, whether it be wild animals or uh, potential robbers or another, um, an army or something. So this was there to, uh, the Lord's, the, the Lord's protection. His presence was their protection. And he also, um, provided the fire by night and the cloud by day because it wasn't necessarily, like I said, about trying to get to their destination as quick as possible, but it was instead about their development. You know, this is difficult for a lot of us who are very linear in our thinking or who a lot of us are very impatient. We want to move from point A to point B as fast as we possibly can. But that wasn't the, the guidance that the Lord brought them. Actually, the Lord uh, had the, the Hebrews in the desert for all these years, to, uh, for all those years, 40 years, to, to develop them, to prepare them uh, to, to become the nation of Israel. And it, uh, it took some time for them to grow. And so sometimes the Lord takes us through seasons to prepare us, to mature us, to grow us. You know, the season that builds our faith, and I want to say it's the season that builds our faith or grows our character or draws us closer to God uh, are often not the fun ones. But they are often challenging, and these times may often have pain and struggle and confusion. But these times, when they draw us to our knees to seek God and it helps us to understand His will for our life, basically what I'm saying this to this is that going through a time or a season that builds our faith, we can never detest it. We can never look, look at it as, as a time that is um, uh, pointless or a time that's uh, fruitless, because these times are actually the ones that prepare us for what God has for us in the future. And so a lot of us probably need to be prepared for that. This may not be such the linear time or the most productive time, perhaps, but it may be the time that God does the most growing and preparing and maturing in us. So that's the first thing, is that God is calling us Uh, In order to make discerning decisions, we have to learn how to follow God's leading. Not just kind of go on our own or get used to sort of a a linear path or or a a schedule type of um, mindset, but instead we have to learn how to follow God 
moment-to-moment, step-by-step. And the second thing that we need to do is we need to learn how to recognize the voice of the Lord. Yeah, the Lord has a voice, and we we need to learn how to know uh, what his voice sounds like. John 10, 27 says this, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. You know, sheep know the voice of their shepherd. When a shepherd uh, gives out a command to a sheep or calls a sheep, uh, the sheep know their voice. And so the sheep come towards the shepherd or the sheep follows the command or the directions that the shepherd gives. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, when I take my, my boys out and we either go to the beach or go, go you know, to some open field somewhere. I don't know if we go to some park or, um, you know, a lot of times I'll give my kids some kind of open space to run. They just love it. They love to, to, to go and explore. They love to just um, uh, see how fast they can run. And, um, but what happens is when they get a little too far or they get out of my sight, well, then I give a, a whistle. And uh, let me tell you, I have a whistle that um, have caused other people's dogs to come at me. I just have this super loud, shrill whistle. And, um, and my boys know it. They hear my whistle and they come running every time. Well, not too long ago, we had uh, another uh, kid with us. We were, had uh, another boy about the, the same age as, as my boys. And um, well, the three of them were uh, off running and playing and, and doing stuff. And they had gotten pretty far and I could hardly even see them. So I, I gave a good whistle. Well, guess what? My two boys came running, but that other that other boy didn't, you know. And, uh, you know, my first response was like, man, he didn't listen to me, you know. He just kind of, yeah, he just decided to ignore me. And then I realized, you know what? That kid doesn't know my whistle, but my boys do. Why? Because they, well, they, I raised them. You know, they were used to my whistle. And I realized, oh, I've got to teach that kid, you know, my whistle. Well, same is true of a relationship with the Lord. You know, if, if we don't know God's commands, we don't know his uh, call, uh, we don't know his voice, well, then he could, he could say something to us and we can completely miss it. It reminds me of a, another uh, story, um, and I've shared this at church, I think, a couple of times, but I think it's really important uh, to share again. And I wrestled in high school and um, you know, had a lot of fun wrestling. And, um, you know, it, it was interesting. I, I wrestled uh, all the way um, through uh, middle school, high school, and, uh, you know, really got to, to, to learn um, how, you know, it works, etc. Let me explain how it works is that uh, in practice, you learn all these different moves and each move has a name. And so what would happen is when you'd get out on a wrestling meet, it's pretty exciting where you have two schools kind of dueling it out and it's one-on-one and the whole gymnasium is watching you and uh you know things can get pretty exciting because each you know point could mean something for a win and it could you know point system and so it, it can be really um like exciting and competitive and um and when that kind of thing would happen is uh you know um the the coach would be standing you know on the edge of the mat and he'd be calling out the moves you know, one at a time. You'd know which move it was. He'd call him out. But what would happen at the same time while he was calling out the moves is the whole gym would be yelling too. You know, just calling out moves to both of us. You know, and it was just. And if you've ever been in a gymnasium where people are yelling, it's just you know, there's 
uh, you know, it's just, it's just echoey, you know, and it's just super hard to hear. So in the midst of all of that, you know, you try to listen to your coach giving you the, the directions of what to do next, kind of step by step. And, um, and so it was, it was really important. Now, you, you might wonder, well, how do you hear your coach? How do you uh, recognize, you know, his voice in the midst of all those others? And you, know, you might, might wonder, well, well it was your coach louder than everybody else? And the answer to that is certainly not. He wasn't louder than everybody else yelling. I was like, did he have a distinctive voice? Was it really booming or really high-pitched where it's just like you could pick him out of a crowd? And No, not really. The reason I could pick out my coach's voice amongst the crowd was because his voice was familiar. I had spent every single day after school with my coach and he'd, be, he'd been teaching me moves. So it didn't matter how loud or how much intensity was uh, happening in the midst of the gym. I was clearly calm and focused on listening to the directions, to the, to the, um, to the calls of my coach. The same is true of sheep and their shepherd. The same is true of my sons and my whistle. And the same needs to be true of us and the Lord. You know, as we're going through this time uh, that we're heading into, there's are, there are going to be uh, so many different voices that are going to be competing for our attention. There are going to be loud voices, going to be shrill voices, and deep voices. And it seems that there's going to be so many voices trying to uh, tell us sort of what to do or give us directives. But in the midst of all that, we need to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. It's His voice that is trustworthy. He knows what is the right next step for each one of us. And so we have to be able to uh, recognize his voice so that we can follow him. And how do we do that? Well, it has to become familiar. His voice has to become familiar. And how do we, uh, how do we develop a familiarity with a voice? Well, the same with my kids. They learn my voice because they spend time with me. The same is true of a shepherd and a sheep. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd because they spend time. The same needs to be true of us. We need to spend time with the shepherd, hearing his voice, reading his word, uh, praying, uh, spending time with him in prayer. You know, if you want to hear what the voice of the Lord sounds like, read God's word. That's what his word is. You read through his word and and you understand his heart. And it should sound like what our time in prayer sounds like. When we hear his voice, that subtle whisper, it sounds a lot like God's word. When we read God's word, it sounds like a lot like his voice. When we spend time with the shepherd, when we spend time with the, our father, when we spend time with God, we uh, develop a familiarity with his voice and then we can recognize it and then we can obey his voice or follow his voice. So we need to follow him. We need to learn to recognize his voice. And then third, when we do, we need to be obedient to God. Because you know what? For some of us, maybe we follow him, give our life to him, say he's the Lord of our life. We can hear, learn how to hear his voice. But it really comes down to us also being obedient and not going our own way or getting pulled to the left or pulled to the right by different people or different communities. Let me read this verse to you. It says, for, this is 1 John 2, 17. The, um, the world and its desires pass away, 
but whoever does the will of God lives forever. You know, many will choose to chase desires. And there's a lot of different things out there that we can choose. You know, many uh, will choose to align in different groups of people. You know, when things get really fractured, things can get very tribal, very opinionated, uh, and, and, and lines can be drawn and people can make different uh, decisions and, and come alongside or align themselves with different thought and different behavior. But whoever, this is what it says, whoever does God's will, whoever aligns with God, not necessarily with this group or with that group, or with your own conjecture, or your own opinion, but whoever aligns with God and behaves accordingly, follows his plan, that person lives. That person makes it. And this person receives eternal life is what it says. You know, when we make discerning decisions, it's really about obedience. You know, in times like this, yeah, we can, we have to be, uh, we have to recognize that we don't have a clear idea of how things are going to be. And so we have to learn how to follow someone who knows the way. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you were on some unfamiliar um, hike somewhere, it sure would be nice to have someone who knows uh, their their way uh, th- through the path or their way back. And that's, that's the Lord. He knows the way. We can trust in Him. And so we need to learn how to be obedient and to stay on the path that He has us on. You know, discernment is about recognizing, you know, how much we don't know. A lot of us want to try to be um, uh, professionals or experts at this time, but we have to realize, you know what? We don't know too much, but we can trust the one who does because, you know, God is not only good, he is not only loving, but he's also all-knowing. And so we can trust the, the God of the universe who knows what's going on, and he is the one who can lead us uh, down, down this path. But it is tempting, uh, and it will be tempting to become opinionated, and it is tempting to think that we uh, know what is the next thing to do. It's also tempting to sort of um, follow uh, the crowd. It's easy for us to do that. But for us to be obedient, we have to be locked in with what God is saying, what God is doing, where he's leading us, and choose to not fall to the right or to the left and with some group or that group. We have to choose to stay on course and follow the Lord. And so it really requires us to have a sense of humility, doesn't it? To realize, you know what? I don't know the way. I don't know what things are going to look like. I don't know when we're going to get there. But I know God does. And I can trust in Him. And I can follow His leading. I can be humble in that way. I can also commit to community. That's another big part of it. Because it can be easy for us to get isolated. It can be easy for us to get roped into some uh, some popular group during this time or some type of uh, a trend or some type of thought process. But it's important for us to, uh, to stay plugged in and stay aligned with a group of people who are Christ-centered and about glorifying God. And we have to be observant. We have to be watchful. We have to keep our eyes peeled, eyes open, not stuck in the sand somewhere. And we have to be patient slow to speak, slow to take action, because in times such as these, it is important for us to delay sometimes our decisions, isn't it? Making discerning decisions is uh, choosing to not make the reactional one or a quick one, but it's really taking time 
uh, to think things through, to pray, to seek the Lord, to seek uh, counsel around us. Give ourselves time. It's going to be tempted sometimes for us to rebel or to wander off just like lost sheep do. So much of our discernment is remaining on the path and staying obedient to God and the path that he has us on, especially when it seems like everyone is making a decision to do something different. That's what's the most difficult, to be a person that says, you know, I know a lot of people are making this decision. I know a lot of people are thinking this way, but I'm going to stay true to the path the Lord has me on. I'm going to stay true to be obedient to him. It reminds me of uh, one of my favorite movies, my favorite cartoons, Pinocchio. Especially at the end where Pinocchio sort of, uh, you know, he's trying to uh, become a real boy and he's trying to find his father and all this this thing. And he starts getting sidetracked by a bunch of these boys who are just kind of getting rowdy and shooting pool and smoking cigars and drinking and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, he starts to kind of get roped in or, you know, because it seems like this is a popular thing to do. This is what the, the you know, cool thing is. And uh, lo and behold, they all start uh, turning into donkeys. Remember that? You know, that can be true of us too, that sometimes we have this thing that we're, uh, the Lord has us on, you know, to, to develop and to mature like Pinocchio, to become, to, to grow into to who we're supposed to become and, and to seek the Father. It's very similar uh, in, in the path that he has us on. But it can be easy for us to get roped into what other people are doing, thinking, well, if everybody else is doing it, it must be okay. But, uh, you know, that ends up causing you to turn into a donkey. <laughs> My conclusion for us to this, and this is really the focal, focal point that I believe will help us to have discernment. This is really the, the focal scripture, and I've saved it all the way to the end so you can write it down or you can... Uh, try to remember it or look it up in your own time. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. You know, we have to learn how to know God and have an intimate relationship with Him and learn to put our trust fully into Him. Lean not on our own understanding. Let me tell you something. That feels like it's so difficult right now because we feel like we need to figure everything out. It says don't lean on that. Don't lean on trying to figure things out. Lean on, on the God of the universe who is all-knowing. You know, and we have to uh, learn how to submit to him or another way uh, of saying it is to yield to him. If you've ever been trying to get, get on a, an, off-ramp, an on-ramp and it says yield, you know, we have to learn how to do that. We have to sometimes, if we are going to, go forward or we're going to do something, we have that tendency. We have to learn how to say, you know what? I'm going to yield here. I'm going to see what God is saying. I'm going to see what God is doing so that I can be uh, in alignment with him and submit to him in his ways. And the promise is this, he will make your paths straight. You know, when we can, when we begin to yield, put God first, put him in front of us, Uh, Learn how to hear his voice. Learn how to follow him. Learn how to be obedient to him. This is what helps us in our decision-making ability. Make our Basically, him making our path straight is that we're following the path that he has for us. We're following his way. We're we're learning discernment by seeking uh, what God is saying and seeking what God is doing and following the path that he has for us. You know, um, here, uh, and so here's the prayer that I wanted to encourage you with 
today. The prayer is that, that we need to pray is, you know, God, make me more discerning. Uh, help me to hear your voice more clearly that I may follow you and be more obedient to you. You know, all of us have some decisions that are going to be coming up just personally, maybe as a church. And we want to make good ones. We want to make right next steps. We want to make decisions that are healthy. Uh, we, make, we want to make decisions that are wise. We want to make decisions that are godly. And so my encouragement is to make discerning ones. And how do you do, how do, you do that? Well, just don't make them on your own. Instead, make ones where you're inviting the Lord of the universe into them. Follow what he is doing. Learn to hear the voice of the good shepherd and learn how to be obedient to the direction and the path that he has for you. And I believe that you will, and you'll make decisions that are discerning and wise. Let me pray for you today. God, I thank you for each person that is listening to this today. All of us have decisions that we need to make soon and in a very difficult and confusing time. So God, I pray that you would give us discernment. God, help us to make good and wise decisions. How do we do that? Well, we seek you. We learn to not lean on our own understanding, but we learn to lean on you, to follow you, to to grow closer to you, to learn how to listen to your voice in times of chaos and even confusion. We thank you, Father God. Help each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I hope that's an encouragement to you. I hope that's a help. If you have any questions or would like to touch base, please do so. Feel free to email me. Also, we have our two o'clock Zoom call on Wednesdays. I would love to have you join us. This is a great time to listen to other people's devotion. If you would like to bring a devotion, that would be great. You could share that. But we're all getting uh, just wonderful insights from God's word from different people throughout our church. So Again, join us Wednesday at 2 p.m. But other than that, God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday, and we'll see you soon.